husband wakes up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, it's Friday and you've downloaded our podcast, guys. I'm going to send out a text to everyone, okay? Okay. Because this is our little bit of an experiment, right? Right. You yeah. said that young people don't. So I'm going to send it out to our big group and say, hey, guys, I'm having a party. Oh. When? Tomorrow night? Well, you will hear in today's podcast, Abby got invited to a party by some 20-somethings, her next-door neighbours. She thought it was just a pity invite because they're going to be noisy. And I said, no, young people mm. just organise parties on Thursdays. So you're texting yeah. pe- hey guys, people Scotty, our age. Yep, Scotty and I are going to have a get-together tonight. At our house. Who's free? Uh, what, what if you have to have a party? No, I, <laughs> I was going to say, you might, you'll get a couple of yeses. Hello? Do you reckon? Hello? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, that's not a risk I'd be willing to take. <laughs> well, I'm not having anything. You don't want me to send it out? Well, do you, are you going to go, nah, just joking? When people go, thanks so much, I've been waiting for an invite to your house. It's cancelled. Then you're going to go, nah, gammon. Yeah. Or are you going to do what people of our age do and go, oh, the kids have got a tummy bag, I have to cancel? No, no. What you should do is. Do you want me to send it No, you should do it because you're so confident that it was a pity invite that you should do it. And then if people turn up, you've got to entertain them. Tonight? Yeah, mm. they can come in. I've got babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you sending it to? The B105 group. You don't want me to do it? Oh, you Look know. At you guys, you're like the biggest risk ever. No, well, I'm just thinking. I reckon you got to, if you're going to take the risk, you've got to spread further all staff email. Hmm. But I don't think people would come then. You're a man or a mouse? People, people well, wouldn't come. Well, neither. <laughs> it's 2021, mate. I I'm just not assuming. Don't make any assumptions. Um, I don't have a cock, so I'm very comfortable with not for me. Not oh, my God. as a male. For me. You also don't like cheese. Yeah, I'm not a big cheese fan, but apparently that's a myth. Yeah, I think it's a cartoon yeah. thing. Mm. A Ooh. mouse, get it? Cheese. Yeah. No, I get it. Mm. I know I'm simple, but not that simple. <laughs> I didn't know where we're going. <laughs> Did you send the text? No, you freaked me out. Yeah, not worth the risk. <laughs> All right, here's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a Friday. Breathe it in. And on a Friday, we do this. Getting to know you. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Abby, she's a wonderful wife and lucky... She's got a very submissive husband. Love and marriage. Pretty too hotty, my hubby. He wants to go back to playing footy. And I was like, well, you better get in shape. He's like, what do you mean? I'm not in shape. I learned she's got him on a diet. He's got a bit of knee issues. And I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go on an anti-inflammatory diet. You know, that's really good for your, for your system. I yeah. said, we'll just do like a month of like keto. And he goes, yep, whatever you want me to do. And we all know that dieting is a lot of work. Scott, he's never gone on a diet in his life. He has no knowledge of food. And he goes, I don't know what it is. And I said, well, it's just like healthy fats, you know, lean proteins and lots of like veggies and all that. And it's just really low carbs. And he goes, got it. And anyway, so then he sat down and he got a beer. I went, it's not keto. He goes, oh, well, I'll do keto past beer. I'm like, yeah, but that's pure carbs. So I was like, you can have a little gin if you want. So then he had a little chaser with his beer. I'm like, this is not how <laughs> a beer and a shooter. <laughs> I realise he's just gone through his entire life without knowing anything about protein, carbs. But, uh, yeah, I think you'd find a lot of people are in and, that boat. And fats. People just eat what they like. It's hard to be across all these 
fancy fads these days. And you know what? I feel like it's not really Scotty Too Hotty's fault. If your favourite food is meat pies, mm. you don't want to know what's in food. <laughs> he is a very lucky man in the fact that his mother would have cooked for him the whole time. And then when he lives with you, you look after him and you cook for him. So and that's not true. That man couldn't cook anything with mince, <laughs> lasagna, yep. bolognese, chili nachos, con chili con carne. Mm. <laughs> He's still a bachelor at heart. Yeah. I love if you've never listened to our show when we start from 6am, you're really missing out because there is some champagne chat that goes on. Talking about how it's getting lighter in the morning, mm. you know, it gives me satisfaction. When I'm leaving the house and the birds are getting up. We have a bat. It scares the out of you when you're clomping down the deck, then it wakes up and then flaps away. It's scary. Do I have any friends? It's just the only one there. I don't know. If there is indeed a Barack Obama uh, <laughs> that is the president of all the bats, please let us know. Scott Batterson? <laughs> Anastasia Battershay? <laughs> Come on, you got more in you. Peter Batten? Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> is that your special skill? <laughs> Giving politicians different animal names. <laughs> Now, I thought that I'd learnt a bat fact. I heard that there's, like, one queen or king bat or something, and if you can get that bat to go somewhere else, that is how you can get the whole colony to move around. No, 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 bat facts. But I learnt that, well, I was wrong. Bats don't have a hierarchy at all. The only way they may move is if you take all the females and the males will follow to mate with them. Well, that, that's Maybe. true of everything. There we go. Yeah, that, that is 100% true. Do you want to come in the club? There's no girls. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, totally. We had, we had that rule when I was DJing. Plus, so, I, I never wanted to pay $15 to go to a nightclub just to hang out with a heap of dudes. Although, girls will still go in if there's only girls, because where does that dance? Yeah. <laughs> Angela, are you a bad enthusiast? or? Um, I'm a researcher. Right. Yes. So right. A Google researcher. Yeah, no, I have oh, Isn't everybody? <laughs> yeah. Right. When you want the truth, Brisbane, turn to people you can trust. Stav, Abby and Matt. This week, opposition leader Anthony Albanese joined us on the show and after Stav confronted him, he told a bald-faced lie. Yeah. Bit of a foodie since you've been in lockdown in uh, Canberra. When you're sort of locked down in Canberra, I went back to some old-school food types. Meat and two veg. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty simple meal. And the king of desserts. The absolute king of desserts. I actually save this purely for my birthday, but the street's Viennetta. Viennetta. As a kid, Viennetta was something that literally you only had on your birthday. Mm. Viennetta was for really special occasions, and uh, I saw it in a supermarket. I just had a bit of nostalgic mm. uh, look back, and uh, I'm sure my late mum would have been looking down and going, good on you. To be honest, though, at the time, we completely missed it. So this is the lie one more time. As a kid, Viennetta was something that literally you only had on your birthday. Newspapers all over the country jumped on it. The comments being picked up and reported in The Australian and also The Daily Mail. The federal political editor has part. written, Mr Albanese was born in 1963. He would have been at least 18 years of age at the time. Because the streets being out, it was invented in 1982. He would have been 18 or 19 years old when he was getting a special treat for his birthday. Well, you know... 
being the respectable journalisms that we are, we made Albo face the facts. Please state your name and position. Anthony Albanese. I am the leader of the Labor Party. This is what we're in question about here in the interrogation room. You told myself, Stav and Abby, that as a kid you enjoyed a dessert. For God's sake, people, lighten up. This great scandal got picked up by the Prime Minister's dirt unit. Are you saying that you reckon ScoMo's PR people took this story? Of course they did. Of course they did. I also learnt that, well, we're also very easily bought. The ice cream is good. Now, have you guys had one? Oh, actually, they are just walking oh. in with some street spinetta for us I now. I sent you a Viennetta. <laughs> So that you can try this Viennetta goodness for yourself. You bribing the cops, Anthony? I take it. So mate. what's well, that making? You know, a, a fond memory I have of having Viennetta with my mum. Uh, when you were 18, eight, not when you were 10. I was 18 or 19 or 13 or Doesn't 14. Matter. Doesn't like, matter. Who, who, who gives a rat? Yeah. Well, we did for a minute, to be honest, <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. But you're on board now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. Mm. Free food. That's what I've learned this week, and you can learn a whole lot more with our podcast. Download it on the Listener app now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Pilot Week. You decide if you want to see more. I like it. Ah, pilot <laughs> this is exciting because we've got a lot of staff here that are, are so awesome and they listen to the show probably thinking, God, I've got a better segment than that. So we thought, why don't you pitch it? Um, and we've had a few. Now it is Adrian. Now Adrian is our on-air um, on guru. does all the sound. He's also, you can check him out, um, Machine Age, awesome singer. Very talented. Good, good plug, good plug. Yeah, thanks. Mm. He's on TikTok uh, now. Get, get it around you? Machine Age on TikTok. He's doing lots of weird soundscapes and things, you know, oh, okay. getting all arty on the TikTok. But... Yeah. um. Today I got a call up because they, they were trying every attempt to not let Scotty have a segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were scraping the bottom of the barrel and they're like, Adrian, it's your time to step up. So I that's how that. I got the call up today. <laughs> um, right. So play my opener. Stab Abby and Matt's try and make our production guy cry. So as you know, I make all the openers and jingles and yep. do a lot of stab songs. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this for a long time now. And I think it's almost become an expectation that, you know, oh, just leave it with Adrian. He'll figure out how to make something good out of it. You but. are what a painter is in the construction world. That's what the audio guy does. You always say the audio guy will fix it. Mm. Yeah. You just leave it. Like, just <laughs> I don't know, man. Just do something Was to it. Was it good? Oh, he'll make it good. He'll, he'll do he'll something. And you yeah. do. Well, thank you. Thank you. But, like, so this week it came to our attention that, you know, it was pilot week, but they were, like, behind the scenes, they're like, oh, it's called opener week because Adrian has to make everyone's openers this week. Oh, <laughs> yes. And so, like, so with the best one, I think, you know, we all agree, was Alpha Trucks, which is on your button bar there, mm-hmm. which was mixed earlier in the week. If you're a truckie and you want to get lucky, Alpha Trucks. <laughs> yeah, Alpha Trucks. Alpha Trucks. Yeah, yeah. Voice, so, yeah, but one of our our favourites of the show, or Maddie's favourite anyway, was none other than when Cocaine Cassie got oh, yeah. caught in South America. Cocaine Cassie, Cassandra Sainsbury, with six kilograms of cocaine hidden in headphone cases. I bet you must regret those headphones now. Oh yes, yeah, great. Mm, right, yeah. so here's the pitch. Yes. Basically, um, the boss was like, well, let's see, let's put you on the spot. Let's get callers to call in thirteen ten sixty. 
and tell us a bit about themselves and see if I have two songs to make them an opener. Oh, oh okay. I like so it. they they call right now. They say I'm um, Lauren and I love netball and yep. gay time ice creams. Yeah, and and I'll be like, well, you gotta have gay times. You gotta have. <laughs> you've, got, you've got two songs. Okay, you, you got two songs. Righto, thirteen ten sixty. Ring us. Tell us about yourself. We'll see if Adrian can make you a jingle. About you. You got a yep. business? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> All right, 30, 10, 60. Ring us right now, Destiny's Child. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Pilot Week. You decide if you want to see more. I like it. Yeah, Pilot Week, we're trialling new ideas, you know. There's no such thing as a bad idea. We just might not do it for the second time. So everyone here at work is pitching different segments. Adrian, how are you going? You all right? He's just run oh back in. Oh, my God. Okay, so Adrian <laughs> is our audio guy, and he has pitched his own segment. Stab Abby and Matt's Try and make our production guy cry. So you come up with, if we go, oh, we want to talk about this, you'll come up with a, a little bit of a jingle, a little bit of an opener for it. And you always do such a good job that I guess we just take you for granted. Thank you. And yeah. usually, <laughs> you. usually this is how it works. We've got an intercom here between our two studios. <laughs> hey, Age, um, we're doing this segment in about a minute and a half. Can you just get me a little jingle for it? Uh, just come up with something. Make it funny, yeah. like yeah. some sort of song or yeah. something. Well, yeah. actually, there's my Barty boy on there. You're, oh, you're yeah, okay, yeah. So That's he's, an example. We're also yeah. playing his uh, So Fresh, the hits of Adrian the hits of, yeah, jingles. Yeah, I'm Yeah. We made that for when we talked about Manu Bar. Yeah. <laughs> so the weird thing about this one is this is your idea and it punishes you. Well, okay. It, no, it showcases his skills. Look, I don't want to break the fourth wall, but it wasn't my total idea. <laughs> I, I actually said to the boss, I said, actually, look, I've got all these great openers that we haven't used over the years, and and I want to just, what if we just rehash some of those? Because yeah. they're great. <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, nah. let's do something with the listeners. So we said anyone can call up, and if they want to explain themselves, a little bit about themselves, and then you'll make a jingle for them. So back in Zilmere. Hello. Hey, Hello, tell Beck. us about yourself. I wanted to try and make this um, hard for him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Beck. I'm a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a husband named Andrew. Uh-huh. Uh, my birthday was yesterday. Okay, and okay. You, so you talked to Adros at the start of the two songs and gave him that information, and yeah. during those two songs you took that and made her a special little something for her. Yeah, so Beck, just firstly I have to apologise. Um, Andrew doesn't really rhyme with anything, <laughs> so so I named your husband John for the sake of this opener, <laughs> um, and I completely forgot about the fact that it was your birthday, And but there was oh, one... such w- a man forgetting <laughs> her birthday. But there was one so weird fact that you did say, something about how you do fake bull riding with your kids. Okay. And how Yeah, and how you um, are blonde but you wanted to try and dye your hair brown. So that's all made it into this opener. Okay, if you are Beck's husband Andrew, turn off the radio. Everyone else who's listening. Okay, great. <laughs> Here we go. Her name is Beck. The clinical cleaner. She got five kids. And a husband named John. <laughs> They love to play. Fake bull ride. 
is really blown. But she wanted it to be brown. <laughs> hey. hey! You like that bag? I love it. It's funny. Shrek's actually my favorite thing in the world. Oh, oh, he knew that. He knew that. I that even told him that. I didn't even say that. Oh, he knows John. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this John? Uh, good on you, Beck. We'll get that... Um, Onto a USB or a CD or something, then we'll, we'll get it to you, okay? Yeah. Oh, that is the best. Thank you. Well, right. Good stuff. Well done. I like it. That's this good. could be a regular. Oh, no. <laughs> this this no, could be a regular no. segment. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You feel like something's tickling your nose and you really, really, really want to sneeze. Now... I just want to say public service announcement, yeah. and I feel you, and I see you, and I recognise you, ya. and you hear, yeah, we hear all the hay fever and allergy sufferers at this time of the year. What percentage of people would you say it was? Is it a lot of people that have allergies. I think it's only minority, but it's a loud minority. Mm, you need a day, you know. Um, and my allergies have been quite bad the last week. Do you know what yours are? You know how there's some people that really can't stand cats, which is hard because you've got one. Yeah. But then there's definitely the pollen, which pollen. is spring. Mm. Um, grass, grass and dust mites dust are mites. my worst two. So when I grew up, I had immunity injections for about five years where they slowly injected me with what I was allergic to That's over good. time. Like a princess bride. Yep. So, um, and I've had that prick test, you know, where they, like, I can remember the day they Turns put Turns out he is one. Yeah, yep. You've made that joke when I've talked about this many times before. <laughs> but that's all right. It's, it's good gear. Yeah, right, it's good gear. Yeah. Appreciate it. You know, my whole arm swelled up. Even yeah. the specialist looked at it and was like, Yeesh. I think we've gone too far. Steph and I went to a sp- allergy specialist. Years and I, ago. And it was the most fascinating tour because he did the pricks on my arm, right? Yeah. And he goes, oh, you're born in South Australia. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're allergic to a grass that's only in South Australia. So you have to have been exposed to it. To know that you're allergic to it. To know that you're allergic to it. I was like, whoa. And then he went on and we said, why are people so allergic and it's increasing? And he said, well, because we're not germ, germy like we used to be, so your body doesn't build up a thing. So we're using hand sanitizer. He said, if you asked a mum 20 years ago for a hand sanitizer in a bag, it wouldn't exist. No. No. But you know, it would have had a napkin with a little bit of spit on it and Mm -hmm. you'll be fine. But now we all have hand sanitizer and we have to. Because of COVID, but it's apparently getting rid of our immune. And this is the issue. People with allergies are getting looks from everyone now, Mm. you know, that they're COVID-y people. And so just I want you to know that we're suffering out there. (laughs) And every person with an allergy will make the same sound. Yeah. And you need to know if they make this sound... They are not COVID-ridden. They've just been affected <laughs> by pollen. Okay. Okay? What's, what's the sound? Do it. Oh, don't you know. Uh. <coughs> oh. Okay. You've, you've done it. We've got it. Thank you. Thank you. It's enough. You sound like a possum. No, we've got it. <coughs> just pretend it's a possum. I don't like possum noise either. Why and it is one of the most satisfying it? things you can do. And what it does, it scratches that section right mm. between your throat and your nose. Mm. It just is just there where all of the allergy seems to sit and just, it's like they put on a disco and they're all dancing in there. Is there an implement you can get that would scrape it for Matthew, you? Matthew, no, we I've... have the sound. <laughs> Okay, Matthew. Matthew. Thank you. Don't let me pull out the John as well. (laughs) I do the the other thing I do is the nose drill. I think people do. You know when you you no no this is no sound to this, but you know when someone's in the studio all morning. In fact, I just know where you are at all times because Mm. I can hear your your allergies. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one too. And then he does the cough, and I'm like, oh, there's Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, what that is is what you're doing there is you rub your nose and you make you make a humming sound, and what it does is it vibrates all through your nose cavity. Mm. But the nose drill is when you turn a tissue around, oh, so yeah. it's like a, at a point, and you can just shove it right up your nose. Couldn't you use a Q-tip for that? <laughs> Never thought of that. Do you take mm. medication? I do. I took an antihistamine this morning. Mm. Doesn't mm. work for you? No, I'm pretty bad. It, I mean, it it helps. Sometimes mm. I sleep with a pillow propped up. I'm pretty much sitting up. You are. So you get one of those beds. Throwing yourself in. I mean, to be allergic to cats and have a cat, and to be allergic to grass, oh, but yet mow point. your lawn and have a fascination with it. That's like a good you're very point. attracted to the things. Mm. You love flowers. You're going to Toowoomba Flower Festival <laughs> That's a good at point. peak season of <laughs> allergies. You really throw yourself in it more than anyone I've ever met. Not all heroes wear capes. I know. Some of them have runny noses. <laughs> you're like a COVID patient that goes to the bad enclosure at the zoo. Hey, I'm saying, my, I didn't want the cat. My <laughs> wife wanted that. the cat I and just... I, you're right, I put my life on the line for the happiness of my wife. Flowers, it's just so weird. Mm. Stav doesn't have any flowers, he's got no allergies, you know, like well, he should I'm be. I'm claustrophobic, I don't get in coffins every day. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, 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 because that's what I do, I face my fears head on. No, they enemy. You've only got one life, live yeah. it. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast, B105. Breaking the sea. Our two female producers have different views on this because they went out on Friday and they were talking about it and brought it to the table and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I understand that. And that is breaking the seal, if you've heard the term, when you're going out and you're having a few bevies Mm -hmm. and then you're like, I don't want to go to the toilet because once you go to the toilet, then you constantly need to go. Now, there's no – everybody knows once you start drinking alcohol, then you need to go to the toilet more often. Everyone says that as you walk up and go, all right, um – one second, I'm going to the toilet. They go, no, 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 you can't break the seal Don't yet. Break the seal. Especially at music festivals. And you've yeah. seen when my husband does it. So he will not go for hours and hours and hours. And once he does go to the toilet, it's like he needs to go every 20 minutes. But isn't, that, isn't it bad to hold it as well? Well, it, it's probably bad to drink that much alcohol. Mm. So they're saying that... Um, hey, hey, hey. Keep your facts to yourself. <laughs> but even if it wasn't alcohol, you could drink that much water and hold it. Well, I remember going to a female physio, and if you're ever having kids, that's a great thing to do. Mm. And they monitor. They even give you like a cup of mm. how much you should be going to the toilet each time. Mm. So you a measuring should, cup? Yeah. So you should never just go in case. Mm-hmm. You should only go when your bladder is full because it's a muscle. And oh, you can train okay. it. So and you should wh- always lean forward. This is I need to know as a female, sorry, I don't know you guys. But they're saying like that whole like, oh, I need to go just in case will um, make your bladder weak. Mm. See, I hate the sensation of needing to weak. It makes me scared. Because <laughs> you don't know when you can go. Yeah. And then they say guys can go anywhere, but the police frown on that. Mm. And so it's not true. I think there's an age limit as a boy when peeing on a tree goes from being a cute thing that a boy does to, you know, a man doing it, you're like, you're a creep boy. Can I keep it to the car parks? <laughs> hey? Keep it to car parks then? <laughs> I've been left in buses before and had to chase after buses after wine festivals. Oh. I well, made it though. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait up! Let's ask though. 131060, we are going to talk to a doctor in a minute, but from your experience, from your bladder. <laughs> From your bladder to ours. Yeah. Is breaking the seal a thing? Do Mm. you believe that when you break the seal, when you're having a responsible sesh on the ales, do you believe that you break the seal and that's the end of you for the night? Every drink, you're going. Because it's a tough one. You've got to really get 
get your timing right, especially at something like an R&B Fridays where there are lineups for toilets. Yeah. And you know that girls, you know what annoys me the most no. is when you have been holding because you don't want to break the seal and then there's a girl in there and you know that they're doing lip gloss or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oi! Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking that breaking the seal is not a thing. It's just that the night has increased. Right. Yeah. And oh, you know, yeah. like you Consumption's think it up. is. Yeah. Like, and just psychologically, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, this is why I need to go more, but really you're just drinking more. Mm. Who needs to go to the toilet now? We're talking. Yeah, about me. It. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is mental. But you guys, you're right there too, Maddie. You would have to be more conscious of it because most times a guy goes to the bathroom. Very few times do we have to wait. But ladies, yeah. it, it can be quite a lineup. If, if, uh, the women physio, physio told me that if you're busting in a line to mm. go to the toilet, you know how girl, like little kids will hold themselves, mm. you're supposed to curl te- your toes. Fists with your toes. Underneath. Uh-huh. Fists with and your toes. So the dancing doesn't help when you, you know, when you're like bouncing uh, dancing, around? Thought, yeah. <laughs> I just really like the music. Uh, 13, 10, 60. Let's see. Caitlin and Yadla, what do you think about breaking the seal? Morning, guys. I absolutely think it is absolute fact. It's definitely a thing that happens when I go drinking. It's every 20 minutes after I break it. Mm-hmm. But I'm a regular blood donor, and you have to drink a lot of water before you give a donation. Yeah. So I have to do a, a premature wee before we sit down in the chair, because otherwise I'm stuck there trying to do a wee dance attached to a line for 45 minutes. <laughs> it's not fun. You say, can so you just put goes, another line in here so I can just say <laughs> it? And if you haven't drunk water before you donate blood, it goes extra slow. So, like, uh-huh. the more you drink, the quicker you can get uh-huh. out of there because your blood pumps through. Right. Uh. So, uh, Caitlin, then, if you, on, on the same thing, if you hold it for longer, does that get the gaps between wheeze? Bigger? I find I find there's a certain point, especially while we're in the middle of a blood donation, there's a certain point where you can only cross your legs so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, it depends. Uh, Jordan, let's get it from the male's perspective, Jordan. Do you think breaking the seal is a thing? Oh, 100%, mate. Cool. Right, <laughs> you got any, uh, what's your theory? Oh, don't really have a theory. I just personal experience. You start drinking, you hold on as long as you can, and... Once you finally let go, that's it. You're screwed for the rest of the night. <laughs> I wonder if you just, you're so relieved that it's not uncomfortable and yeah. then you keep going. Or maybe yeah. you get addicted to the nice feeling of being not needing to go that's to the bathroom. Right, yeah. yeah, and then you're like, I'll oh, just do that. But, but I mean, yeah. That first five seconds after you've been holding it onto it, that first five seconds when you release the valve, <laughs> that is so good. The relief is just, it's ecstasy, right, Jordan? Yeah, you, well, you try and hold on to it for as long as you can and yeah. so you don't have to go. Like, once I go, it's 20, 30 minutes and mm. that's it the rest of the night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in the toilet. Yep, yep. Okay, so everyone who's called and I vote that, yes, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Abs? Uh, I think you can train your bladder. So, yeah. Yeah? I would agree that you can train your bladder. So you think, yeah. you think yes, breaking the seal... No, I, I think I think it's mental. You think it's mental? Mental, yeah. yeah but that, isn't that still the it's thing, still though? The same it's still thing, the thing, even yeah. if it's mental. Yeah. Mm. Doctor Sam Hay is a GP. You remember him from the show Embarrassing Bodies. You know medically the answer is breaking the seal. Actually, a thing. Oh, morning, guys. Look, it's not really. So what happens when we start drinking? Um, you're obviously putting fluid into your body. And then the other thing that alcohol does is it changes the hormones that regulates your urine production. So you actually start to produce a bit more urine. Um, Now, our bladder's only got a full capacity, and that's somewhere around 300 mils. So as you start drinking, 
fluids coming into your body. Some of it will go into your tissues. Some of it will produce urine. But it's, it's going to build up so much. And then you're going to need to go. But this whole thing about once the timing of, of when you have your first wee will influence all of the other wees, that, that's not true. So, no, breaking the seal doesn't have any influence down the track. But how much you drink does. Right. The other thing that, that alcohol irritates the bladder a little bit, caffeine irritates the bladder. So if people are having espresso martinis mm. or Red Bulls or something, that, that'll irritate it more as well. Is it true that it's not good, I, I mean, drinking aside, to go to the toilet just in case, like you should only go when your bladder is full? Is there such thing as training it? Uh, so, firstly, I, I don't think there's a, any great problem in going just in case. Uh, that, that's not a drama. Um, but certainly the, the stretch reflex in the bladder. So but when it fills up, the, the wall of the bladder is going to stretch. That sends signals to your brain, which makes us think, oh, my God, I've got to go to the toilet. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we can sort of train it to be sooner and sooner and sooner through the day. And the flip side is you can train it to, to sort of have a longer time through the day as well. Um, so often for, for kids that are going to the toilet all the time, you just want them to, to learn to hold on that little bit longer, a little bit longer. And is there any bad side, downside to holding on for too long? Yes, when you start going too far for too long, um, basically the, your urine in your bladder becomes stagnant mm. and then it can, can get bacteria growing it and that can sort of travel back up to the kidney and lead to infections that oh, way. So right. you want to find the happy medium, I guess. Mm. There you go. I did an experiment. All right, can we get a slab of man no, 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 mangoes in here? Oh, okay. uh, you know what? I put myself forward. You're going to volunteer? I, I, will be, I will be tribute. He's volunteering his tribute. Thank you. Uh, good on you, Dr. Sam Hayes. Annie and Warner, has this happened to you? Will it make them or will it break them? This is SAS Australia. SAS Australia, it is back on Channel 7, a great, great show, and uh, this girl is on there. Erin Holland, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you going? Erin, would you recommend going in this show to anyone? I would do it again, hands down. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy to say, but it was just the most incredible life-changing experience of my life. Well, I guess when you say life-changing, it's that kind of thing where you go, maybe you've got something on that day and you're like, well, I don't want to do that, but if I can jump out of a helicopter and crawl through a tunnel then I can get through this sort of boring meeting kind of deal. Well, look, that's exactly what happened because it was about nine weeks after my wedding and Ben was gone overseas playing cricket, so I was like, I could go on a honeymoon to SAS. That mm -hmm. sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about some of the other people in it, like Bryn Edelston, I think, is an extraordinary person. You've got Pete Murray, Sam Burgess. He's come through a place where I feel like he's got a, a lot to sort of, I don't know, maybe mm. change his life around. Do you feel like it was changing for him? I think it was. You know, I got to, to know Sam during the course and, um, you know, there were preconceived ideas before I met him, but um, I actually found him, you know, really lovely and he was, uh, you know, very helpful in a team environment. And, um, yeah, I actually got along really well with him, which I didn't expect to at the time. And, yeah, I think just seeing people strip back to their very bare selves, uh, it's the least produced TV show I've ever been a part of in terms of, like, when it's running. Like, you don't see a single producer... They do not cut at all. It's just a one constant 24-hour-a-day 
a course, essentially, that just happens to be filmed. I think we all expect when we go in, oh, but surely it's a TV show. There, you know, there'll be something that's contrived or mm. whatever. No, it's all just 100% go, go, go. Well, Channel 7, 7.30, SAS Australia. We're really looking forward to um, getting and seeing it all. Um, I'm flicking through your Instagram, and you've got a lot of um, uh, sponsorship deals, I guess. Recently in the news, Nadia Bartel has had her slip up. Does it worry you about photos and videos people get of you when you're like on your own, minding your own business, that can be contrived with that sort of thing? Because a lot of your image is through your social media. Yeah, I think when you're in the public eye, it's, you know, you have a responsibility and, you know, uh, the, the pressure on you to, you know, be the, be the best version of yourself because people will see it and people will share it. And, and I, I take my job really seriously and it's, it's not something I've ever engaged in personally. And, I, you know, I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, she, she made, made a mistake and, and it was caught and it was shared and she's reaping the consequences, um, which anyone would do. It's, it's, it's an illegal action. So, you know, I, I feel for her because there's a lot of pile on at the moment and um, I think, you know, she'd be really struggling with that scrutiny. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what happens when, you know, you break the law and, and, and it happens to have gone viral this time. So mm. no, she's not the first and unfortunately she won't be the last, I'm sure, to experience this sort of thing. But, you know, for me personally, I, I think it's, it's just part and parcel of accepting that, you know, we're lucky enough to be in this industry and to do this job. And, and this is one of the, uh, the pitfalls of it, I suppose, is, mm. is people are maybe trying to catch you out and, and, and trying to sort of, yeah, <laughs> show, showcase is, that to the world. So. It's so true that everyone tries to now. Like it is a cancer culture. Yeah, down. well, it yeah. is that cancer mm. culture where it's like, yes, let's we've go got through them. all their backstories and see if we can find something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, how did you yeah, go exactly. with the interrogation because I don't know if there'd be anything that you, they would sort of I don't know have want to you. like well, <laughs> looking at this list there's a lot of other people that have a bit of uh, <laughs> a, a bit more of uh, scandals is there something uh, I'm that... pretty squeaky clean when it comes to that yeah it... Pete Murray strikes me as someone that they wouldn't have any dirt on as well in the interrogation He'd be like why do you write such great tunes that I can mellow out to on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> like, what I else love has he him. Got? I was like, it's like my teenage angsty years were just right there, and I was like, I have so many questions. <laughs> oh, he would have loved that <laughs> as a teenager. To me. <laughs> yeah. I think Manu. Right? That was it. Was like that was my jam. Manu would have been hard. Are you trying to take him seriously? And he's got that French accent because well, they have some very disturbing <laughs> things to tell you. I killed a man. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. He's like, I had nothing to prove. I am this, I am that, and then the accent, you're like, I, I, I'm hearing you, but oh my gosh, you're so funny. I'm but, hearing you, but I'm not understanding you. <laughs> but it's actually really interesting because, you know, Ant Middleton, the main D, yes, he grew up in Normandy for a lot of his childhood, so he speaks fluent French. Mm-hmm. But he'd get up in Manu's face and talk to him in French, and we're all saying they're going like, what? And then Sam Burgess also happens to speak French because oh. his mum's a French. He played footy in France. Speaking French. Right. Yeah. But, and then we're like, what? What's going on here? Pretend <laughs> I'm saying really that, nasty things funny. about you, but yeah. really I'm saying I love my, my kitchen rules. Yeah, yeah. I love it when someone you didn't know <laughs> could speak. Like, yes. Can you please cook for me later on the afternoon? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> when, when you filmed this, because Brent Edelston is on there, was that before or after Jeffrey, her ex-husband, had passed away? It was, ooh, before. <sighs> it was before, yes. Yeah, she's had a bit going on since, since the show's been yeah. on. So, so yeah, she, it was all so before that. The, okay, so the show, she won't be speaking about the well, fact that he passed away on the show. You don't remember no, any I of that? No, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he passed after. And I think Bryn had some charges laid against her that I think she's disputing at the moment, and that was since the show as well. Mm. Right. 
So uh, she really yeah. didn't have to deal with any of that during say. the interrogation. Producers will be spewing. No. I know. <laughs> I like missed out on it. Missed out on something there. She was a sweetheart. I, I really liked Brenda. I've met her a couple of times just through, I suppose, the industry uh, down in Melbourne in the years. And, you know, she, she had a really horrific... Uh, 2020. Um, you know, she ended up in the women's shelter. She she went through a lot, and and she was uh, again another one that I you know had those preconceived ideas about, and then I got to know her, and, and I was like, wow, you you know, she was she was really vulnerable and, and beautiful, and uh, so it's a real real shame that that's all sort of gone down since the show, and wish it wish her the best with how that turned out. Mm. Hey, great to talk to you this morning. Looking forward to seeing you on SAS Australia. Um, thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. Good Thank you, Aaron. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm going to get your view on this one because... You're in the wrong. <laughs> Alrighty, move on, play a song. No, I uh, we've got new neighbours and because uh, the houses are quite close to each other, it backs onto reserve, but they're quite close um, in distance from one house to another and we've had a couple of neighbours change. So um, the neighbours moved up to Sunshine Coast that we liked them and they were uh, around our age and had kids. Now, that's an important factor in this story because then the next people that moved in were quite young, but Mm. then they had a baby. Mm -hmm. And we've liked all of them equally and we've always socialised with them. But here is the problem because the new people that have moved in, we knew they're all real estate, they're all beautiful, they're really nice, like literally the beautiful people, and they're all very successful. Mm -hmm. Now, when Scott and I were in our 20s, we used to have complaints all the time when we had a house. We had police coming over, we had fire brigades coming over because we used to have fires too big in the backyard. We had complaints non-stop. In fact, when we were in our 20s, people in a 5k radius would hate us. Right. So we get that and these people are nothing like we were, but they're in their 20s. Mm. So we have kids and we're not partying all the time and they're partying. Honest just goes to 10 and that's reasonable, but for Mm -hmm. us, we're like, oh, that's late. Mm. So Karma's fun. real, eh? Yeah. <coughs> it is so painful. It is so painful. They... And they're not even that bad. This is the whole thing. But here's, here's the problem. This right. is what I've got a complaint with. Yeah. Because I got home yesterday uh. and Scotty goes to me, hey, uh, they have a housewarming. I went, oh, cool. Because we're like, we'd be invited. We like them. We're friends. And I went, that's cool. And he goes, yeah, they invited us. And I went, oh, yeah, cool. When is that? What weekend? I'll put it in the calendar. And he goes, Saturday. And I went, what? It is not a legitimate invite to invite us on a Thursday for the party on a Saturday. When that you're is, 20, it is. That is, no, that is not. They've yeah. had it organised. That is a pity invite so we don't complain about the noise. Uh, I'd be surprised. It could go either way, that one. Because that's a pet, cause Do you think everyone that's invited to that party would have known before Thursday? Maybe. 20-year-olds, though, they do that. You know 13, I mean? 10, These 16. These are real estate agents. They are organised. It mm. is a pity invite, and Scotty and I are going to show up, and we're going to party hard and show them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until 8.30, when we have and to go back and relieve the babysitter. the kids, too, because we don't have a babysitter. 13, 10, 16, if you're in your 20s. That's a pity invite. I know it's is a pity invite. Is this a pity invite? I gave pity invites. 
I know see, one when I see one. I don't think it is. I just think people with freedom who don't have children who are in their 20s don't who don't get, get hangovers, don't get on it. Thursday they decide to have Why do you invite your neighbours over? So you if don't get had, complaints. Exactly. So mm. if, I had had, if I'd been invited over previously to their house mm. and then they invite on Thursday, I'd go, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a pity you invite either way. It's just I'm, I think they just thought that they invite everyone on a Thursday. But yeah. you're no, only be, being invited, no so there's no any complaints. any of their friends mm. would have got invited mm. Uh, like just on a Thursday. Well, they, are, they are the most successful, organised real estate people I've ever met. You're a fringe friend, that's why. Uh, you know, you've got fringe friends. So you get all your actuals there, and then there's other people you think, oh, yeah, we should invite them. Yeah, yeah fringe friend invite on, on Thursday. Can I ask you a question? Does a real estate agent call it a housewarming, or do they call it a um, open home? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much money you got. <laughs> uh, okay, so Sarah's 25. Sarah... Is this a pity invite or is she just got a fringe friend invite? No, I don't think this is a pity invite at all. I'm 26 years old and I often plan a party only a few days before the event. Wow. I know, right? So everyone would only get an invite two days before. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time everyone can still come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that insane? They have what we call... Freedom. Yeah. Because remember when you you were that young, you, you wake up on a Saturday not knowing what you were doing on Saturday night. And then someone would call and go, we're doing this. You go, sweet. You text at 8 o'clock. Be like, oi, where are we, where are we drinking? Well, we'd send telegrams, but that's a, just a generational, <laughs> Matthew, generational thing. Matthew uh, from Red Guys. Bank Plains. Guys, good morning. Mm. Morning, hey. mate. How are we? Good. Um, my partner is 25. I'm 31. Mm-hmm. And I can openly admit we've got four beautiful kids. My missus still does it. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she does what? She still She still does the late invites and lets uh, me know at late times and it's not it's not a pity thing, I don't believe. I think it's an age thing. <laughs> it's an age thing, yeah. Really, yeah. 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 You're old. <laughs> okay. Yasmin, uh, we'll take you as our third one, see where we get uh do you reckon this is a pity invite or or is it um just young people in doing last minute things? Oh, it's fully a pity invite, guys. Yeah, <laughs> no, nobody wants to look after the older neighbours. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. party hard, Yasmin. You should see us when Scooney and yeah. I go out. They, I think they're going to party a bit harder. Uh, yeah, you, no, you, actually, you would be surprised if you meet Scotty. Yeah, it could yeah, go the other way. Yeah, like, they'll be like, when are they we're going to wrap this up. I know it's 5am, but come on, mate. Come on, let's go. <laughs> you see someone over there installing ramps this afternoon. Uh, you'll know what's going on. Uh, hi, I'd like to complain about our neighbours being noisy. Yeah, no, they're in our house at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throughout history. Mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. It's alive! It's alive! The moon landing. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for man. Cloning a sheep. A lamb called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one? And one million. This time every week, the entire city of Brisbane comes to a complete halt. Trains stop running, cars 
come to a screeching stop where mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. People look to the B105 Tower right here on the top of Caxton Street. A couple of people are moving out there. It's not right. Yeah, well. <laughs> screw them. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. It's very easy to pick a number between 1 and 10 and get it right. But can someone pick a number between 1 and 1 million that has been generated by a computer? We don't even know it. Only the producers know it. So we're playing along with you as well. It's your chance for greatness. Jane in Carindale, how would you come up with your number? Well, I do believe that I am your chosen one. Uh-huh. And would you like to know why? I would love mm-hmm. to know why there, Jane. Good. Well, I see 118 everywhere. Uh-huh. We have a random brick in our home that should have not been there, the dodgy one, that says 118. Okay. On my license, it starts at 118. Mm-hmm. And I got a brand new car, and my numbers are 118. Right. Mm. So your number is so it is the number. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with all that being said, Jane... Are you ready for how, being the person who picks the number between one and one million, how it's going to change your life? Nothing from this day forward will ever be the same for you again. I know. I think I'm ready to take that step. Okay. And that's part of it. You know, it's one thing to guess the number, but the the second thing is to take on the responsibility. Oh, the longest journey starts yeah, with a single step. it's a step. hard one. Mm. Mm. All right, Jane. So, can you please just confirm the exact number before we check in with the producers, the number that is between one and one million. Yes, I believe the number is 118,000. Oh, round number. Okay. Okay, here we go. Ba-bow. New producer, new sound effects. I'm going to rip that brick out. That means no, by the way. Oh, oh, thank you. Really? Thanks for the confirmation. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid head. Good on you, Jane. So sorry, but you're not destined for greatness today. That's all right. All right. Enjoy. Thank you. Uh, We will do it uh, again next week. With two people. With maybe two guesses. Yeah, yes. live a little, Matthew. What is the number between one and one million? You've called me Matthew twice today. <laughs> yeah. Hey? Well, stop doing things wrong. Stab, Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.